0: Everybody, and welcome to Indie Cult, the podcast where we discuss the struggles and learning experiences of independent artists and creative minds. I am George, and today, I am not joined by anybody. That's right, folks. I'm here all by my lonesome. All by myself. Nobody but myself. Wait, how does that? Whatever. All by my lonesome. All by myself. Why, you my ask? Why not? The podcast is still young. The podcast is still new. If there's a time to experiment, this is the time. I figure might as well give it a shot, see what it comes out like, see if I have anything interesting to say when I don't, when I'm not talking to anybody and nobody's talking to me. So part of being an indie filmmaker, part of the process in creating independent films is you submit them to film festivals film festivals to evaluate the quality of the film. Basically what they do is they you submit your film for a fee. Every film festival takes a fee. There are free ones of course, but most of them do charge you. They have a they have a panel of judges that review the film if the and then they decide if they will accept the film into your festival. Now, I I and my my cohort Evan recently uh, completed our fourth short film. It's a uh, it's a black and white film shot on eight millimeter called No Traspet, No Trespassing. It's five minutes long. We submitted it into film festivals um, last week, and we're waiting to hear a reaction. Now, the new thing that's going on with film festivals is that some of them are choosing to postpone or even cancel their the festival their screenings because of COVID-19 and it's unsafe and others are choosing to do a virtual festival and where the the short films or the, the, the indie feature films will be screened online virtually rather than going in person. What really sucks about that is I feel like when, especially for someone like me, who's still in the short film stage of of movie making it's like the only time you'll really get to experience your film in a theater with an audience rather than just showing it to your family and friends who kind of just tell you that oh it's yeah (laughs) you know they tell you oh it's yeah oh very good i liked the what you did with the where the thing happened and then wow yeah yeah so talented good job you know not saying that they don't believe it but frankly, sometimes you don't know if they do or they don't. Cause honestly, like who's going to tell you, yeah, yeah. You kind of, you're terrible at this. Maybe you should think about like, you know, it was a fun hobby and you know, you gave it, you gave it, you gave it your best shot. And maybe it's time to start thinking about other, other things, right? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's cute that you you tried this. They're not going to say that. So at a film festival, with a real audience, it's a real good way to gauge and get a real reaction out of strangers, people who have no no horse in the race, no dog in the fight, no animal in any competition when it comes to how they react to, to your short film. And, and, and you can speak and, and, and connect with people and all that's lost now with the virtual screenings. But I understand why you would do it. I mean, it makes sense. It's smart. I'm not necessarily complaining i don't think that they should have had in-person screenings they need to do what is safe for everybody and what's what they feel comfortable with doing but it's kind of disappointing when you want your short film to be screened in a theater and and it's just not going to happen it's going to happen virtually it's better than nothing sure but it's it take for me at least it takes away a little bit of the excitement that comes with getting your short film into a festival. I mean, if it gets in, of course. And the, the, festival, the festival selection process is an interesting process as well. And then you got the festivals that cancel and that's disappointing too. You get an email from a festival that you've been anticipating a result from. And instead of them saying, congratulations, your short film was accepted or even uh, we're sorry to inform you, but you had a great short, everyone, all the short films are great, but we couldn't. Uh, fit all of them into our you know that's that's kind of how the rejection letters go they don't say your short film wasn't good enough to make our festival they say things like we receive a lot of great short films unfortunately we can't select all of them blah 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 blah, of course and uh, that's of course true not saying that if you don't get in your film sucks there's a lot of reasons that go into it one thing that we learned recently kind of the hard way is that longer films are kind of discriminated against because longer short films rather are discriminated against because that limits the amount of films they can show right like they would uh, most festivals would prefer 2 10 minute short films rather than 1 20 minute short film so if you have a short film that's that's you know on the longer side more than 5 minutes more than fa- more than 10 minutes the longer it goes the better it has to be it, it ha- you have to make a short film that's better than, like, two short films combined if you want to be on the longer end of the spectrum. So there's a lot of reasoning that goes into why a film might be rejected, but instead of getting an acceptance or rejection email from the festival, we've been getting things like, we're sorry to say that we've decided to postpone the schedule, uh, the, the festival, rather, or this, that, and the other, and it's like, oh, man, disappointing. You know, and it's a little bit confusing because... Some places will issue you a refund. Other places will say, we're just going to push it to next year and then we're going to do this year's and next year's films together. And that kind of sucks too because then that means there's going to be more competition. So I feel like your likelihood of getting selected just cut in half because your your competition just doubled because instead of doing two years, you're going to do one year. And what's curious really for me is what's going to happen now even with like award season uh, for 2020, the Oscars what's what's even eligible for an Oscar nowadays? Like, I know that a lot of movies now do, a lot of movies that are coming out now have like drive-in theater screenings and things like that, but I don't really know if that, I, I don't, I mean, I guess it counts, but the Oscars are very selective in their, I mean, not selective, but they're they're very specific in their rules in that a, a, thea- a movie must have a theatrical run. So I guess a limited theatrical run at, at drive-in theaters plus being on demand the same day, because that's what a lot of new movies are doing now. I guess that counts. But still, like, it's very limited, especially big, big movies that have big anticipation, like like Christopher Nolan's Tenant, which was probably going to be one of the biggest movies of 2020. It's not going to happen now because, well, it's going to happen. It's just probably not going to come out this year because, because Warner Brothers really wants that to be in theaters, and rightfully so. I, I think that certain movies are worth postponing. So people can enjoy them in a movie theater rather than just being on demand. So what what kind of landscape in movies are we looking at for 2020 come award season early next year? Are we even going to have awards next year? Like when the Oscars do come around early 2021, is it going to be safe to actually hold the ceremony? How are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Online, you know, interestingly enough, um, Apple. This is not really film related, but kind of is. Apple had their um, WDC keynote thing um, last month, or you know, a month or two ago. And typically, that's held, that's done live on a stage. But rather than doing that, to be safe, they did this very. They 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 made a a very um, planned. Uh, video presentation rather than a live presentation, and that allowed them to get very creative with their camera work and 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 their 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 scenes and and how everything kind of moved from presenter to presenter and and stage to stage like location to location. So it was a really interesting kind of a more cinematic experience rather than some people taking turns coming out on a stage, of course. You miss the live energy of, of of people in the audience clapping when they unveil a new software feature or or a new product and yada yada yada. But they did this very very produced uh, video, and perhaps the Oscars or any other award uh, ceremony that that usually happens early next year, like uh, you know the Emmys or or. Uh, SAG Awards, Independent Spirit Awards, uh, Golden Globes, all that stuff, right? Whatever you want to, whatever, whatever it is. That might be an interesting route to go, right? Rather than doing a live presentation on stage with an audience and have the actors come up and do the awards and do their speech, maybe it can be a video. I think that would be kind of interesting, right? You could do a very produced video of the presentation and, and the actors can maybe do the actors can be the actors or the directors or not, not whatever whoever's winning right the 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 winners they can do a they can maybe be notified beforehand and say hey like look you won so why don't you come and we'll do like a, a video of you accepting your award and we'll, we'll record it and it could be, you know, you can get kind of creative with it. It doesn't, it could be a departure from the normal format that's been the same since, you know, forever, since the beginning, I, I guess, of, of a presenter reading out the nominees, reading out the winner, the winner comes out on stage, they say their speech, they go off and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. They could do a video that's that maybe can be shot um, in an interesting way. And it could be a little bit more dynamic and, and visually appealing. I don't know, just throwing that out there. That might be an interesting thing to do. Who knows? I don't know. How'd I get on this? I don't even know. The, the, the point, the point I'm trying to make is so th- there, there could be some interesting and creative things that could be done for a lot of these live, uh, um, a lot of these uh, live um, events like the Oscars. Um oh, I mean, you know, hopefully by that time we're in a better place uh, health wise that we can maybe do uh, live events like that again, I hope, but obviously, we're not going to want to do that until it's it's safe to do so but yeah i i would be lying if i didn't say i was a little disappointed by this this new um direction of, of virtual screenings from film festivals again i understand i agree that's the best way to go about it but it's a little disappointing you know especially if if you've never had your film screened before in front of a crowd at a festival it kind of takes it away a little bit to watch it on a computer screen. Okay, I guess you know that other people are watching as well, but but it's different being in a theater, in a crowd. Your film is on screen. Nobody's looking at anything else. Everybody's watching your film for the first time. I think it's a very surreal experience, and it's a shame that that it's a shame. It's you know it's a shame that it's being robbed of of you and of me and, as, and of everybody um in the independent filmmaking world especially short films because they're not you know uh, if you if you made a a feature length who knows that that could eventually end up in 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 theaters down the line but a short film i mean that's pretty much the only place that you're really going to see it in a theater so it's it's a shame but understandable it's exciting though it is exciting to get those to to wait and and receive those periodical Film festival acceptance emails, you know, or reject, or even rejection emails. I mean, it's disappointing, of course, but it's exciting to to try to. I try to forget about like w- when the next email is gonna come. I I try to just like let it be a surprise. I'll like look at my phone. I'll say, oh, I got an email. Open it up. Oh, it's from a festival telling me that uh, my short film didn't make it, you know, or did make it, hopefully again, right? So it's it's really interesting, and and the process is of selecting which festivals to to choose from it, it's another aspect of of the filmmaking process although it's not the making process it's the post process of of selecting festivals that you're going to submit to and which festivals are right for your film that's another thing that i learned the hard way is that not every festival is right for your film at least that's that's what that's what i that's what i have come to to understand I The way I started selecting which festivals to submit my films to is I started looking at the type of films that that festival selected in prior years, you know, and, and thinking, OK, this festival seems to jive with the style that my new short film is. So that's a good festival for it. But if you look at a lot of other festivals, you might say, oh, well, they like more let's say, artsy, art house style short films, surreal short films. My film is not that. Maybe that's not a right festival for that or vice versa, right? The, that's a huge mistake that I made early on where it was like, oh, okay. Oh, this festival looks good and that looks good. Okay, I'll just submit here, submit there, submit there. And then after I started getting rejection emails from, from some of these, I started looking into them more and saying, oh man, I fucked up. Like they clearly have a, a style that they that they kind of lean towards, and my film does not fit that style. I should not have submitted. I should not have submitted to them. And, and you know, watching some of those short films is important, too. You know, I think you learn a lot by seeing other people's work. And that's you know that that's always part of the the filmmaking process. Is you, I feel like you're always learning, even even the masters of their craft. Th- th- you're always trying to learn more. I think you're always trying to get better. Y- complacency is probably the worst thing, right? Just getting to a point where you're, you just feel like, I'm the, this is it. I'm the best. I'm so good. I, I can never be better. Or you know, and, and trying new things, right? Trying new areas. Seeing what, what speaks to you more especially for me still very early in in filmmaking I've been doing it for a couple of years how what three, three years now I've made four short films um, and I'm trying to to do short films that are not that are different from each other that way I can learn you know different ways of thinking in different aspects and and try to get better. I don't know if I'm being successful in it, but I'm trying, right? Trying to get better and, and trying to see what genres and what aesthetics kind of speak to me more and I'm more interested in. Sometimes you'll find that you're better at a certain genre and not as good at another genre. Then there's a choice you would need to make, right? Do you want to maybe go towards the genre that you're not as good at to try to cultivate that and build that and get better at that? Or do you want to focus on the genre that you are good at and just kind of build upon that? And you can be, for example, a great horror director, but maybe you're not good at dramas. Who knows? I mean, not, not who knows, you know, right? You're the only person that knows. Well, what's what's the right decision for you? Do you want to be versatile or do you want to be a little bit more, do you want to be more versatile and and be able to kind of do different genres or do you want to really master one genre jack of all traits or master of one let's say right and and it doesn't necessarily have to be a choice you can obviously like do more horror short shorts or films because that's what speaks to you more and then dabble in in other stuff but practice makes perfect um, or near perfect i guess the the idea is the point i'm trying to make is you kind of never you should never really feel like you're perfect but you should always be trying to get to perfect, even though it's kind of an unattainable goal. It's the light at the end of the tunnel. You might feel like you're getting closer, but you should never really get to the light because then you're dead. Is that profound or stupid? Column A, column B, I guess. But anyway, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm rambling now. All, all I wanted to say, basically, that's kind of what I wanted to to just touch on a little bit today was... The the kind of new direction that indie film festivals, indie film festivals, that film festivals are going towards, the virtual screenings or, or even delays or cancellations, understandable, a little disappointing, but we're making do. We're surviving. Anyway, um, I decided to try out doing an episode by myself. I don't know if it works out. We'll decide. Mm, I probably won't do it again honestly. But we'll see. Um, this is going to be a short one. This is kind of it. Thought I'd give it a shot. Like I said, right? Try new things. See what works. See what doesn't work. Maybe this doesn't work. Probably doesn't work. But don't worry. I'll be back with a guest next time. <laughs> so um, follow us on Instagram at films on Twitter at f, or email us at spinningrealfilms at gmail.com. That's spinningrealfilms, R-E-A-L, films. But most importantly, join the cult.
1: Uh, the boys singing crack rock, none of them niggas can't stop. Uh-huh. Till they've seen them blast cops, and they fucking hands drop. Uh-huh. I guess we gotta paint a picture for y'all. Come on. Dope are closed in, your clothes within. No chain, one gang, nigga, who's dope then? Pardon my confidence. I beat all odds, and the gods couldn't change it. I'm a constant set. Rather be buried alive than stand, breathe, and die. Go ahead, look my son in the eye. Heroes blood is heavier than a coward. Second minute to hour, sticking out while I was dropping a shower. I lost chain to trees, born stairs in the streets. Finally, I put my heart to the beat. Mind to the game, soul to the name. put to the same. Cause I know Nazirah, him, we do the same. Please, Lord, don't fault me. Let the haters yell when they call me. It's not fair. Build your dreams till you getting pennies, building ass. Worst place you can stand, niggas right here. Switching the pace, I'm gonna turtle the race. Killing bunnies and kleptos till I'm greeting the face. Pull the trigger, nigga, I'm gonna blink thin. My dick is a business, these bitches are linked in. Never forget the city that I wrecked. I lost my first fight, god damn, how can I forget? Fuck my second with a nemesis, till he drowned in that water. While I'm writing in the back of book of Genesis. Playing Batman, robin', house was robbed and had dreams of death and goblins. Martians screaming for their freedom, found life in these bars, no wonder I'm a demon. There's no one to thank now, white people open the door when I'm at the bank now. Mama told me a known fact. Never throw a stone Unless you take the throne back Rough hands for a tough land Better give it up, man Bang for a buck Nothing but a dollar She shakes her butt And rolls up when you holler Ready for the setup when you call her 006 in the city that never sleep Plays and keeps The heat's like a hot summer day In a fleece Where priests keep secrets To keep peace of peace on police Will a Jesus Peace protect Please accept and resurrect Respect Matter of fact Better bow your neck In the city of blue shoes Where one out of two Will shoot you To get a cut from the top Like a boot so many birds what's the heavenly word from the empire state from the city to the suburb from the grittiest street crack walk on the beat to a hideous frame track talk to police you blinded me and then you lied to me you lost it all now you come confide in me i lived in darkness so long i was dying to see ocean of pressure it was like i died at sea my god come find rosa nigga, killer nigga, before Columbine, middle america damn I never feared God, but I'm scared of a believer. I need this, I didn't want to bother. He yell, freeze, raise fire like intentions of your father. Pain is the common decor. Blood is blood, these niggas want to tell me what color and I'm mad as more. Can't cope, can't go. This ain't drugs, I am dope. I first clean, I am soap. This ain't the tales of the future, nigga, I'm hope. You better look in the mirror, nigga, we hope. Little dollar, do not let a chip fall off from your eye. Ha oh! ha ha ha